Welcome to the Yellow Pill Podcast. My name is Wale. And my name is Toby. Each week, we take on familiar dilemmas and wicked problems that we all face. On the Yellow Pill, you can expect intimate conversations and provocative questions that can change the way you experience the world. So, shall we begin? All right. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Yellow Pill Podcast. Uh, this is a cinema therapy episode where Wally and I watch a movie and try to reflect on a conversation we've had in the previous week just to give us more, you know, juice to work with. Um, but before we do that, we are making this a consistent thing now. Uh, we're going to read comments from any new comments that have come in from, you know, previous episodes that we've done um in the last couple of weeks and the one i'm going to be reading today is from our episode titled what we get wrong about work-life balance um and yeah so this person says i think work-life balance is in stages like you guys mentioned earlier in my career i used to do 11 hours if you add commutes to work and back that's 12 hours in total the great thing about that was the remaining 12 hours i had was legit mine there was no avenue to take work home or receive work calls or messages the more responsibility I had, the more chances of work following me home mentally happened. In that season, work-life balance for me was ensuring that my weekends and the remaining 12 hours were spent on me and my interests. Now, another season of working with a startup sometimes meant, okay, now another season of working with a startup sometimes meant having meetings after work hours or even doing research work on weekends. Work-life balance here looked like me being intentional with my schedule and not taking meetings at a certain hours or certain hours but then not so being not being so rigid about it um now i'm in a different season of starting a business i've been doing more life uh work part hasn't resumed and i can't say what the balance might look like my ideal work-life balance would be to have certain hours for work and ensure that the other hours meant for life are not being interrupted by work whether mentally or physically yeah um yeah and I guess Wally replied that about more, more reading Wally's reply out. So guys, if you want to see what Wally said in response to what the person said, go check out the comments. Uh, this was season nine, episode 15. Um, but yeah, like I think the person just echoed the same thoughts that we had on the episode around how honestly work-life balance changes from season to season. Um, and sometimes you're maybe not physically working, but that mental aspect is become something that is a lot more real to us as a generation, because obviously before, you know, once you leave your office, you can't necessarily do any kind of work per se. But now work is really just all around us, your phone notifications and things like that. So I think the main takeaway is being a bit more intentional about sort of like what work-life balance means to you and how you try to achieve that balance. But yeah, thank you so much for the comments. That was very lengthy. Always appreciate sort of like the additional context that people put in there. Um, yep, yep, yep. Cool. Great. Um, so today, Looking what are we talking about today? today? Are you going to go get some juice? It's fine. I'll just I'll uh, stick it out. All right, good. All right, so today we are, you know, doing a cinema therapy thing on a movie called Hitch, um, two thousand and five, um, and obviously the topic we're talking about is uh, out of my league or out of your league, um, and obviously in the last episode we. We're trying to just see what exactly that means to us. Um, you know, how does that really play out? And is there, are there actually leagues that people follow? And what's our response to leagues when, when they happen? Um, and we had a couple of options of movies to watch. One with the same title. Um, but it's funny because 
I don't know. It was always I was I was hoping we we're going to find one when it was the other way around, but I guess because guys are always doing the chase, <clears throat> it's always going to be guys trying to do something above them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to read the plot? Or yeah, I pretty read? standard. Uh, do you want me to read the plot? Mm, interesting question. Okay, I can try, but I guess you can like mean to no, bring I, it out because I, I have it over there on your screen anyway. Yeah. So let me <clears throat> let me just read it. Um. All right. So guys. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people have watched this movie already because I remember I watched it um, definitely growing up. If it came out, it came out in 2005. So um, I, probably, I probably watched it a year after that. So I was still in ISI. Um, yeah, I, was, uh, I remember. It I'll read it. I remember it differently. Okay, fine. You read. But I, I remember it differently though. Um, and we'll talk about how I felt about it. Really? It now. But yeah. Yeah, go for it. All right. Quick, uh, quick, quick plots. Not plot twist. Plot read. Um, <laughs> So Alex Hitch, Hitchens, who is Will Smith, played by Will Smith, is a pro-date doctor, right? He coaches other men in the art of wooing women with the main focus of having a genuine long-term relationship. And that's the key point mm, here. Mm. That's his focus. And he's quite successful at what he does. Now, when coaching one of his clients, a guy called Albert Brennerman, played by Kevin James, Albert is smitten with a client of his investment firm, a celebrity woman called Allegra Cole. Now, Hitch finds himself falling for Sarah Mills, who he then meets. And Sarah, meet, Sarah Mills, Millas rather, is a gossip columnist and a cynical workaholic. Now, of course, going back to Albert, who is one of um, Hitch's clients, while Albert and Allegra's relationship progresses, obviously with the help of Hitch, Hitch has difficulty connecting with Sarah. Now, none of his romantic methods work on her, according to Wikipedia. And throughout the process, he keeps, he keeps his own career secret, so he doesn't tell her what she does. He just claims the generic consultant, in quote. Now, Hitch, um, Hitch then meets a guy called Vance, who is the douchebag of the movie, as every movie should have. And <laughs> Vance is a shallow, shallow misogynistic, misogynist, attempting to get Hitch to help him land a one-night stand with a woman called Casey. And Casey then happens to be Sarah's co-worker and best friend. Now, he says, hell no, I'm not helping you with that. And then Vance smugly misleads Casey into believing that she has used Hitch services. Now, after finding out Hitch's true identity, Sarah, who was Hitch girl that he's chasing, then, exposes an ex- then publishes an expose that causes Albert to, vandalize, to be vandalized at a newsstand in rage and get arrested. Then Allegra breaks up with Albert, of course, and then Hitch's reputation, reputation suffers. Lot of names, there's a lot of names in there, but just repeat. <laughs> Albert is Hitch's client. Allegra is the girl that Albert is chasing. And Sarah finds out that Hitch is a dead doctor by night or by daytime. And then she publishes a story to ruin Albert and hence ruin Hitch's reputation. Yeah. Now, at the speed dating event, Hitch sneaks, in, Hitch sneaks into a speed dating event and then Sarah and Casey confront him and cite Vance as their source. Vance the douchebag. Now, Hitch says that, hell no, of course, he didn't work with Vance. He refused to work with him because he doesn't like that kind of guy. And also to protect women from guys like Vance. Mm. And in doing so, it kind of makes this establish, it kind of establishes this genuine uh, persona that he, he likes um, genuine relationships with women to have, blah, let me rephrase that. And in doing so, because this, this seems grammatically wrong on Wikipedia, but yeah. in doing so, he, he establishes that he prefers women and men to have genuine relationship, so which is yeah. why he did not work with Vance, who was a douchebag. Yeah. And then, of course, 
after being criticized by Albert about treating love as a job instead of actually a legitimate feeling, Hitch then tries to salvage Albert and Allegra's relationship by comforting Allegra on a yacht. And then when she mentions, when Allegra mentions how Albert's quirks won her over, Hitch then realized that, hang on a minute, he doesn't really do anything significant besides giving his clients the confidence. Because all that Albert did to win Allegra over was actually all of Albert and nothing that Hitch did. Mm. And most of his customers, particularly Albert, were really successful by just being themselves. This is what Hitch realized at this point. Mm. Anyway, after, after, after Albert mistakenly thought that Hitch is trying to hit on Allegra, um, Allegra reconciles with Albert and Hitch and Sarah repair their relationship. And the movie yeah. just ends. And I mean, everybody gets together. <laughs> Allegra and Albert get married. And now Hitch. that we found love, what are we gonna do? Yeah. With it. <laughs> so anyway, in, in this story, the plot of the, of the main story is just about the fact that there's this guy, a dead doctor, who tries to get men who probably cannot win certain women on their own, who perceived in this case as out of their league yeah right Hitch helps them win their, their the woman they're pursuing over yeah right and obviously Albert was the main case study of this movie him being I mean his character was what you call maybe not so confident guy falls in love or falls for a rich heiress and <laughs> popular celebrity yeah right and then yeah. Hitch makes it happen yeah. So yeah. this brings a very, very big debate of the out of out of one's league practicality. So basically the big question is, is this possible in real life? <laughs> or is it just in that Hollywood dream sales pitch? Yeah. Yeah. So um, maybe you give your rundown because I think you said you had different thoughts of the movie versus when you watch it for the first time. No, no, not like different thoughts. I think I just remembered, I remembered it a bit differently. Like, I think I remembered it as, like the way I remember, remembered it and what I had in my head was, um, Hitch um, is your, like he's trying to market this whole love business and helping guys get girls that are better, quote unquote, better than them. But he personally doesn't believe in love per se. Even though that's kind of like what the movie... Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So for me, it almost, sorry, I thought it was like he personally didn't believe in love. And then he was trying... He did his own thing. And when he ran into Eva Mendez, which is the Sarah girl, that he then realizes, oh, like maybe I shouldn't be... Just treat love as just a marketing thing. I really fall in love. But that's not... Like I forgot how much depth that Hitch as a character also had. Like his... Yeah, yeah. His decision to help other men was not because he thought love was a game, but he thought, again, like he said in some places, that women were getting in their own way of being with men because of, again, trying to protect themselves. But also, he had, he had his heart bro- broken, but he kind of like knew the mistakes that he was making. So, because obviously the that opening... That sounds mon- like the start of um, the story of every single playboy slash charismatic guy. Yeah, exactly. At some point in exactly, their exactly. young days, exactly. some poor man broke their heart. Exactly. So, you know, you know, when, when you think about no, poor that, man, the woman broke their poor heart. <laughs> yeah. But you know, when you think about that whole lover boy before gets his heart broken, they almost become a player, but Hitch wasn't a player. So I think that was the parts that I didn't really remember correctly that Hitch wasn't exactly a player because at the end of the day, well, maybe he was because he talked about in the scene with his friend at the bar, you know, there were two women, beautiful women who walked in and, you know, you know, his friend was essentially accusing him of not 
finding you know a long-term relationship that you know yeah, you should stop yeah so maybe maybe there's that part in there but they didn't i think after that scene they net they really didn't paint him as a guy as a vance like the douchebag in the movie yeah, yeah yeah exactly okay so that's that's what i meant by i remembered it differently yeah that's a good shout so what do you think about the movie i love I mean, it perhaps let's just jump into the the idea of out of the being, league being, being out of one's league um, do we want to play so i have three clips here um one i think only the last two the two out of three are relevant to out of my league the first one which is the h um, h's opening monologue is more around a bit about the preconceptions of leagues and anything why. that caught your mind let me hear it all right cool anything so let's put your interest let me hear it all right, cool. So I, we haven't been playing a, a lot of clips on our previous one. So let's just start with a clip and then we'll, we'll dive in because Wale and I always have a lot to say regardless of if we watch the movie or not, apparently, is what we've realized. Um, so let me do the right thing here. Because that, uh, all right, great. So guys, I'm going to play it on 1.25 speed just because. Um, even though I know people listen to the podcast. On play, fast. man. <laughs> I'm just giving context. <laughs> That is quick. No, it's just it's a song. It's because of Basic principles. No woman wakes up saying, God, I hope I don't get swept off my feet today. Now, she might say, this is a really bad time for me. Or something like, I just need some space. Or my personal favorite, I'm really into my career right now. You believe that? Neither does she. You know why? Because she's lying to you. That's why. You understand me? Lying. It's not a bad time for her. She doesn't need any space. She may be into her career, but what she's really saying is, uh, get away from me now. Or possibly, try harder, stupid. But which one is it? 60% of all human communication is nonverbal, body language. 30% is your tone. So that means that 90% of what you're saying ain't coming out of your mouth. Of course she's going to lie to you. She's a nice person. She doesn't want to hurt your feelings. What else she going to say? She doesn't even know you yet. Luckily, the fact is that just like the rest of us, even a beautiful woman doesn't know what she wants until she sees it. And that's where I come in. My job is to open her eyes. All right, so um, what was my going job on? is to open our open eyes. Our eyes. I love know, the marketing like, spin, bro. <laughs> I know, um, but but what was happening in there? Actually, you guys go watch the movie, but I think the the monologue is what's important here. Um, and yeah, it, it was quite interesting. I think I remember watching this movie, and I think rewatching it now makes me realize how much of the person that I am, or the kind of way I approach conversations with women and everything. It's not solely based on Hitch, but I know I was observing a lot from like movies and things like that and just trying to course correct because I think I was like the Hitch character a bit in the when he was young, just being all love struck by beautiful women or beautiful girls, I guess, because we're that young. Um, but again, I've seen sort of like evolved a bit um, to, to whatever it is that I am today. But anyways, um, Hitch also reminded me of you in a kind of way. For whatever reason. You're thinking of the wrong person. <laughs> you see, 
We have you, nothing in common. You were the love doctor in ISI, weren't you? I don't remember this. Uh, yeah, no, not specifically, but yeah. You, you're kind of like the one in our group that, of all the guys in, in, in the group, you're always the one like moving with like top of the echelon ladies in our, in our sets, right? You were like... Me. Yes. I don't want to name drop any of the women, but you were always... Yeah. I don't remember much of this. I just remember myself chasing <laughs> one girl, trying to make the basketball team, and hanging out with my friends. You used to hang out with a lot of women, man. And not, I don't know how to display it. Or oh, yeah, okay, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. No, I see what you mean now, because I'm thinking of all, all my friends. Exactly. And yeah, okay. Exactly. 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 But anyways. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but many of them are friends anyway. It doesn't um, matter. People we too, we also wanted friends, but we didn't get them, so Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know that was such a sad <laughs> thing to say. Like, as I was saying the words, I was like, ew, 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 ew. Um but anyways, um let's go back to, to Hitch. So th- th- this thing of like after listening to the episode, just the, the first episode, did you form any other new perceptions? I don't think this this one wasn't like the Oh yeah, I mean okay. I think it was nice that he definitely gave good advice. I mean, in perhaps in the first meeting he had with Albert, when he was, was telling him about what to do, what not to do, he said, you know, listen to women. Mm. Don't think of... No, not Albert. His first three clients in the movie. Listen yeah. to women. Don't think of what she looks like naked. Mm. Ask questions. Look interested. So those are like generally good advice that perhaps yeah. also make you a better human being across all domains. So... That was quite nice to see. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't think it was a movie that was too far-fetched from reality. Mm. I mean, the only part is probably the Allegra Albert part, which in reality is very unlikely. Um, but there's caveats to that, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, so there's that part of the, my vote on the movie is quite close to reality, in my opinion. The characters were all good, I think. Vermendes is a cutie as always. Mm-hmm. Um, was a cutie rather. This was back in the day. Probably I don't know how I can call an older woman like that as an age nine cutie. Um, and of course there wasn't. It, it had it had a, it had an ending that was predictable because they got together, but it made sense. I think my initial thoughts on their relationship was quite nice to see how Hitch did things that would work in the real life. Yeah. Right. So that was that was the guarantee. Well and even if Allegra was not Allegra, sorry, even if Sarah was a woman she was in real life who not turned a lot of guys down. What he did in the movie for the first day and for the first meeting at the bar would have probably worked in real life. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Point one is I liked the closeness to realism that the movie had. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So on the on the sort of like um out of out of one's league um point, um when Hitch was going to meet with Albert, the first their first interaction, Albert sort of like gave um a kind of speech as to, you know, why he was aiming that high for this, you know, woman that was like completely out oh, of yeah? his league. Yeah. I don't know what the speech, what did he say? I'm gonna I'm gonna play it. Uh let me just find the right um our mark on the video. Okay, so I'm looking at two minutes. Allegra, 
As in Allegra Cole. Yeah, you know, I realize that I'm not her usual type. Well, her last boyfriend, like, owned Sweden or something. Yeah, and the guy was a bum. I, I, he just, he didn't seem like a very nice person to me. <laughs> you swing for the fence. <laughs> hey, look, 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 you don't think I tried talking myself out of this? I mean, you don't think I know how ridiculous this is? I, I know, okay? I just thought that maybe I, with your help, I just... You know what? I'm really sorry I wasted your time. Hold on a second there, Albert. What was the you know what it's like getting up every morning, feeling hopeless, feeling like the love of your life is waking up with the wrong man, but at the same time, hoping that she still finds happiness, even if it's never going to be with you. You are flat out, out of your mind. You know that? Yeah. That's good. That is huge. It is. Well, yeah. So I, I guess because I heard that part. Too hard and, yeah, because yeah, I because I heard that I remember that part in the movie. When I heard Spirit, I thought it was something yeah. different. You know what's funny different, is no, if no. that if that was the girl from the movie Spectacular Now that said what that guy said, you'd have said that's ridiculous to cringe. What like? Oh yeah, no no no. I didn't think it wasn't cringe. Um, I'm just saying that the point. You didn't even let me make the point I wanted to make. The point I wanted to make here. Mabena. Yes. So the point I wanted to make here is that I think for some people aiming out of their league i think sometimes there's a tendency to always think that it's a superficial thing that the only reason why you want this person is because of like the league that they're in you get yep. so I'm, yeah so you're saying it's possible to just naturally fall for somebody who's out of your league well yes um and of course. yeah exactly and you know for you, it's like, it doesn't always, like, what he was saying, that it doesn't have to be that he has to be the person. Like, in a perfect world, yes, maybe they fall in love together, but it's almost like you also genuinely still wish them well. So I was just trying to point that, because a lot of times when you hear the out-of-the-league conversations, nobody talks about how someone genuinely feels or values the person as a human being. A lot of times it's about, especially a nine, you're a five, why do you want to, do you get? Yeah, but I, again, that's that's probably the only thing that's, the movie or the person in real life could have said to make anyone not think that they're chasing them for clout. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but then where do we draw the line of how can you know you just love somebody? I mean, okay, maybe I'm using my own experience to <laughs> make sense of a phenomenon that is quite individualistic, but I just don't understand how... Actually... Because I was going to say, I don't understand how he can say he loves somebody and want too much to have happiness when he doesn't really know her. Well, he did. But but going back to my point I made last week, they are in proximity already. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So by default, she's she's not out of his league to the point whereby it's not possible. Because if we're doing an equation of, if someone's out of your league, what is the point where you should never think of thinking about it? when can someone be out of a league to the point whereby there's no conversation? And the point is, if, 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 if you don't share a space, yeah. for any kind of thing to happen, for them to know you at any kind of point, you then exist. there's no point. Yeah, yeah. Like me and Thuso. So. Oh, geez. Yeah, can you... <laughs> we need to actually address this because I don't know why you just keep sharing. I must keep seeing this same woman on my timeline and you're... I am wondering... Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, we, we, let, let's talk about that. Um, so I have this thing that I do and I've done it like 
over the years where um fantasizing are you you know yeah we can call it that we'll call it what it is but it's almost like when i find um if i run into i feel like i don't do it for just movie stars i do it for anyone but it's easier with movie stars because they're then it's less kind creepy of, with movie stars yeah <laughs> that but, is a simple explanation but it's just, it just a random because go on go on yeah but but the, the question of the matter is like even in some the argument is that some people in my space that are accessible to me but still feel like a distance away there's still a fantasy element there if i think there's nothing that would really bring us together even though if it's, it's all in my head almost like albert saying you're in the same space with the woman but you just feel like it's still there's still some distance in there so you know you're not going to think about it but for me like i remember in two and a half men um tenashi do you, know, do you remember tenashi well do you know tenashi i remember that yeah yeah she was in she was in i went through that too yeah yeah exactly she was in two and a half men and i just you know what's mad i use i remember using tenashi's photos my dp one time back, me too back in the day yeah even on bb's we like, on blackberry on blackberry yeah, exactly and like and 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 somebody asked me that, that my Do new you, girlfriend exactly so that's the thing right so for me let me explain what happens what happens is that i don't do it for like superstar out of everybody knows but i do for people that are in that level of society but still feel down to earth no yeah. let's differentiate within between me and you at this point <laughs> and, and and say that this was i did <laughs> a hundred level yeah. a hundred level max yeah when Let- blackberry superstardom was a thing for pe- people for people in your dps yes but now what am i using okay i'm, I'm not obviously i'm not going to your, use yeah, yeah exactly not i'm not using uh, i'm just but, saying yeah i mean i think it's normal to have a celebrity crush yeah regardless of your perhaps your perceived age or whatever it so, might be understandable yeah so for let me, um, let me just give everybody the uh, i will move on from this point because it's not really a part of the conversation even though it kind of is in a way but the point girls is have it the, too jesse momoa and stuff like that so yeah yeah exactly so for me it's more like number one i watched the movie woman king and obviously john terrace was one of the star actors in the show but it wasn't even visceral for me at that point in time but it's when i found out that she's actually like a lot older that she came off i think i started to Thuso, Thuso. She's like 32 or 33. Oh, she's an actress? Yeah, she's an actress. She was a woman king. I didn't know that. Oh, she was a woman king. I haven't seen the oh, movie. That's why. All right. So she's, but, but she's like 32 or t- 33, right? But she obviously looks quite a lot younger than that, right? So that was like number one touch point. Um, and then I think I followed her on social media and she's one of those people, like because she's not, I won't call her like an A-list actress. So like her social media still feels very like, honestly, you'd, you could almost think that the person was not too far removed from you in that sense like so that's what you like just the illusion of closeness <laughs> why you say it like that <laughs> you say it like that it's problematic um but it's it's i, I know i've made it a thing because you know every time every time like there's a picture of her that comes up that i haven't shared the people that send it to me like <laughs> like it's people that imagine <laughs> okay let's come back to um i wish but I she's not to next to Tosu or Tuso rather but Tuso, can't Tuso it's so not impossible not well it's not it's not impossible it's, it's not, not impossible impossible it's not happening we'll, fi- we'll find out we'll find out it's not happening there's no point <laughs> there's, there's no point. point I was thinking it's not happening um <laughs> but back to Hitch back yeah. to Out of One's League there's something that Hitch said at one part we'll come back to about it but something said at one part where he said that any man has the chance to sweep any woman off her feet and it right just broom. needs the right broom. Nice. No, technically he's right. Technically. 
because the language there says any man has a chance to sweep any woman okay, chance, okay. off her feet. Yeah. Can every man? No. <laughs> right, but there's always a chance for, er- for any man. But and because any man is almost no man. Mm. Right, mm. but it's technically right. But every man cannot. And we've, yeah. we've already established that clearly there has to be some kind of special commonality that you both share that you have. Mm. Yeah. I, I guess I, I guess the other thing I was because obviously what the movie was trying to say is that beyond all the status, uh, the status and everything that everyone has, um, everyone is still a human underneath that and wants like the same thing. So they try to humanize Allegra quite a bit, right? Because, you know, um, yes, she was a heiress out all of that, but, you know, she had the same problems as us and those are the things that made her connect to our and that and is, whatnot. And, and that is the same. That's, that's a variable that also has to be constant because when we're looking at a man moving towards a woman who might be out of his league by these standards, you also have to hope that, A, she's not superficial, in quotes, mm. but she's also a good person. Not, mm. not a good person, that's too harsh. But she's <laughs> also somebody who will just look out for the normal, decent things. Yeah. Right. Because if she doesn't, there's women who actually like men that would look like they're going to hurt them. Interesting. What's like expi- explain? Okay, hurt them like emotionally, not physically. Yes, right? women, like, if if man appears like it's gonna be good for you, there's women who just run from that. Yeah. For whatever reasons, this is not therapy. This is just <laughs> watching so many things across life, and perhaps vice versa for men as well. Don't get me wrong. Um, but my point is, it also takes some kind of experience for Allegra to have had to be able to open to that kind of newness because mm. she also had to have been hurt by a rich good good looking stereotypical guy that, that should be her type on paper yeah which she was for her to be able to yeah yeah right she was rich she was hurt by a rich ex-boyfriend and then it's also possible that that made her think okay let me just open my yeah, eyes she... to somebody else true who is not true, true. in this default criteria yeah so you can you can you can see that even the out of only conversation, you have to also ensure that the person you're going to meet has the variable is like is ready to receive that mm, at mm. the point that that they do. Yeah, can this work vice versa, right? Because we've like a, a lot of the out of the league conversation is always um, a level lower trying to do a level up and the level lower is the one initiating the conversation if the reverse was the case like would vice versa is always tricky or different because naturally men are the ones who chase well the male species are the ones you always have to if it's a peacock you open up your wings if it's a cricket you 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 chirp in a different way so the question underneath that is, and it, it it happens, but the question is that what is the what is the challenge on the other end? Because we've mentioned that okay, for an Albert, that's a a guy who isn't on the same on a high enough level for a woman, for him to reach out, she has to be open enough to consider, right? If the reverse is the case, like a very rich guy trying to talk to a woman that is like like the pretty woman situation, couple of levels removed. What is the 
what is the roadblock on the woman's side at that point? Is it number one being judged socially? Because people the roadblock be... would would always be the beauty and the beast story, where she has to convert into convert what what looks like a successful, good looking, very attractive man who has some emotional issues, convert him into being a civil, stable person of society. That's beauty and the beast. That's Fifty Shades mm. of Grey. That's um, Dressiza versus. Cleopatra, that's all, um, all these stories. Mm. Right. But if you're using the exact same case of Allegra, if, I, if there's a man who, let's say, is a, a head to a, to a fortune. Made, a, made in Manhattan. I almost think Made in Manhattan is another movie we could have watched um, for this. Yeah. Or, I think, or Sound of Music. Even Sound of I music. think on the man's side, it's always going to be easier for... The woman a woman yes. to, to to move to a woman a woman to move or find a man out of her league in quotes. Yeah. Just for the mere fact that, when it comes to well, no no one mere fact. One mere fact that I'm thinking about now is that when it comes to mid selection, the cost is always on the woman. Whoever has more to lose, it's always the woman. So mm-hmm. women have to women women naturally face more decision making process in terms of choosing a partner. Yeah. Because they always have more to lose. Yeah. Right. And yeah. If, if you're looking at a scale whereby the man is higher than the woman, she has more to almost gain than lose. Yeah. In theory. Than lose in that. Right. But if the man is lower than, yeah. the, than, than, if the man is lower than the woman, she has more to lose yeah. than gain in theory. Gain. Yeah. So that makes yeah. it out of a yeah. league thing much more of a jump. For the guy who's lower, because if you're lower, <laughs> just has you just, just has more to think about, more to evaluate. Yeah. And some of these yeah. things may not be things that they will say, oh, I have more to lose. That, that women will say sit down and say that to themselves. They may not say it in those words, in but we know through the, through science yeah. that this is how these things emerge in different ways. Yeah. Let's let's dive closer into this into this portion. So I feel like so far we've been looking at a and the hit movie talks about it shows us very like an extreme situation. So let's look at um, the league as zero to ten. We we're, we're looking at almost like a one and a ten situation in with the hit movie, right? But there's also out of the league where we're looking at a five and an eight. And this is not in terms of physical attractiveness, but let's look at all the factors together. What's like, what are some of the, I guess I haven't really shared anything here, but I'm just thinking, you know, sometimes you're, you you find yourself like five and eights usually are mostly in the same physical space. They can be a lot of, there's there's more potential for that that to happen, but there's still like an out of the, out of my league nature that can pop in, in there. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Like, should that should I just be a oh no, as long as you're in the same physical space no, and accessible? Bro, you, you know, you know, I'll never answer that kind of question. <laughs> should you do this? Should you do that? I know, okay, but what are your thoughts about <laughs> what I what, what are your thoughts about that? And I I think I want to try and paint an exact example so that it doesn't seem too variable in people's heads. Yeah, do you want to try that first? Yeah. So okay, let's say there's a guy. He's a um works at a a GT bank. 
you know, earns a... <laughs> God knows a, that's right. I don't know why. <laughs> but okay, works at the what's bank. From, what's wrong with GT Bank? GT there's bank nothing... There's nothing... Right. Like, you let I me worked there when that. I was younger. <laughs> you're, just, you're being hard, hard now. Um, but so the guy works in a bank. He's middle management, pretty much. Um, and then maybe the babe um, is... She, has multiple, she owns multiple businesses and is pretty well-to-do, right? Um, guy has never traveled out of Nigeria before. Um, but the is girl, that metric two? And let me let me wrap. Let me, let me see the other sorry, side sorry, now. Sorry. So the guy hasn't traveled out of Nigeria. Movie men have it hard though. <laughs> <laughs> the guy hasn't traveled out of Nigeria before, but the girl is well traveled and she has a second passport. Ah, uh-uh. um, <laughs> good. <laughs> this is it's not a wild scenario. It happens now. The more you speak, the more I know I'm I'm, I'm very I'm very low class citizen. <laughs> Because if these are the standards, then <laughs> so in this in, in, in this scenario, right? Um, what should should the guy really throw away every not throw away, but you know how should the guy approach the, this conversation? Because there's also the practicality element, right? Um, you know, we all know the whole I won't call it patriarchal, but there's the element of provision and all of those things. Like, so I feel like we, if we had the woman on this conversation, this is why I needed to ask. Because I think a woman is better place to answer this question in the sense that. If you have more any capacity than the guy, if you're what more well to do, the guy's not a waste pipe. Well, you you're earning maybe currently five, ten x. This is not you're married before you even get married, and before you even have that first conversation with the guy. How much of a factor does that play in the decisions that the woman tends to make about this man? And you know, for the guy, do guys think about this before they make moves? Let me bust your head. So yes, please. I was going to say, start by saying that I don't know, of course, because I'm not a woman, but my female friends, one or two that have been in positions, mm. one that I know has told me that because she, because she, she falls category of having businesses and stuff, mm. she doesn't just let anybody, she's quite selective mm. because you can't just let any kind of, yeah, Random. she's just quite selective. Yeah, because men are likely to hurt you anyway. So <laughs> when you don't have, it's it's, it's more yeah. difficult to then risk it with somebody who may not be able to give you, who you just can't verify intentions. But then mm. look like they can't bring more to the table, particularly when you're in society that is already tough. Mm. Right. So 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 that question has issues of culture of society. Um, how visible it is that we're in separate economic positions. Mm. Because my next point was then going to be like over here in the UK, it's hard to it's hard to tell, yeah, how different you are in terms of economic positions, mm. and oftentimes that then means that you get to know the at the point person. of meeting somebody you can re- you you may not re- really know the disparity mm. until you get deep into conversations. Mm. Even when you know what they do, it may not tell you enough. Sure, for sure, and that is a big, perhaps a big factor in how that changes this out of LinkedIn because mm. there is no society here does not prioritize flamboyancy or display of social class as a way to move forward. It doesn't mm. need to per se because everything works according to how everything to work. But in our culture, you kind of need that in some way because you need the security mm. guard to know that you're a big woman so that they can act correctly. Yeah. Right? It's just those little things. And mm. then we have those markers for us, which is why you wonder, okay, well, 
somebody who doesn't want to show off. They just have to show off. Not show off like flamboyant, but they just have to show something that puts them into a kind of social class so that they can understand who they are in, in the society and people can understand who they are and then they can also navigate relationships yeah. with other people as well. Yeah. But over here, it's a lot different. It's only until you, you go into depth, perhaps you don't realize it. Yeah, that's, that's, because, a, good, that's a good So point. that's one thing that I can say to that. Mm. Which is quite okay. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's true. I think, you know, the cultural element is, is definitely very evident when you're thinking about these things um, um, and all of that. <laughs> so I guess the question then is, what if both people are in different cultures? So they're both currently immersed in different cultures, but something that still like brought them to the same conversation. I think what value more is what the woman believes. Yeah. I think. Might be wrong. But do you think do you think some men might shortchange themselves and I guess not want to pursue or try to or or just I guess they would always approach the conversations differently. But is that a situation where um, a man that thinks of things very practically sees that situation and factors in all of that, but doesn't really mention it in conversation. But then he himself chooses not to move any conversation forward because of those considerations. Um, yeah. and, if the, and if the woman is not a woman that tends to seek out clarity, you don't even know what's going on. You just think, oh, maybe the guy doesn't like you, which is why he's not pushing things. But at the back of his mind, he's making those calculations. Wait, wait, wait. Explain that again. Sorry. So, um, I'm saying people in, in different cultures, right? And um, you're saying, the last one you made was that the woman has to make the, you know, No, I'm analysis. saying, yeah, the last point I made was that you said, what happens if people interacting in different cultures where yeah. one culture, social class displays, so social class metrics do not matter as much as the other culture. Right. Yeah. And say so what, what happens mm-hmm. when people interact and they're from both different cultures. And I said, yeah. well, what, what happens is whatever the woman values more is probably what matters. So in that case, if the woman is in a culture that, that doesn't value social class, and for the man it does, if the man likes the woman, he will kind of align with that. Not align with that, but it won't bother him as much because she's already are you sure that, that, if she's higher than him in mm. social yeah i don't know i don't know i, I have to think yeah. about this more yeah yeah so, so 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 that, that's the thing because I, I think you 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 understood what Remember i said right. perfectly you understood what i said perfectly and um you know i think you then talked out your answer and that's why i asked are you sure because i'm like is there is there a situation where um the guy knows all these things or because he stepped in a culture that requires this he doesn't even make any forward enough motion for the girl to make an assessment because he's already kind of like taking himself out, out of the game in that sense or are you saying you know or do we think that guy not are you saying but do you, do you think that men regardless of that will still shoot their shot i don't know i think some men will some men won't um, what what's the variable there just personality of the guy or are there considerations that we can analyze personality maybe yeah of course um how we grew up, culture is definitely there. Um, Self-esteem. Would you? Would you? I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say also a big one is obviously how much the girl means to you. Like, 
how much you like her or you love her, whatever the case might be. Um, first, first. So all those things will matter more. Because in the end, whether she's below you or above you, and I hate to use that word, but just use <laughs> that so that we can understand the league positions and yeah. just, just speak quickly, quicker. Whether she's below you or above you, you're still chasing in a way. If she's below you, you're chasing and, it, and you're hoping that you've been above can demonstrate your competence in the world. She's above you, you're chasing and you're hoping that she can be convinced that your competence is not about what you have, but about who you are inside in some mm-hmm. way. Mm. right so you're chasing either way maybe one maybe one chase is just shorter one chase is longer perhaps yeah yeah but i'm guessing if the woman is the one below or chasing rather this is what chasing if the man is chasing the guy above the guy is likely to say yes if he's going to say yes that's what Godless, yeah. Is, yeah yeah so if, if the man is chasing the guy above or below if, if he likes the woman he will say yes or yes yeah fair so that's how I think about it. But again, I'm not too sure. I've, I've listened back to this part and realized what I'm saying, but this is an <laughs> thought. Yeah, yeah, no. Makes what now, brings us back to perhaps is there's a part of the movie where we see most movies anyway, where when someone's about to do something transformational, the music begins to get very, very buzzy. They go through sequences where there are no words, but just music, music and, and video yeah. shots of them changing their outfits. Mm-hmm. Going through some kind of transformational change, haircuts, whatever. Anyway, my point is to get her attention in the first place, he had to up his game in some way. Yeah. That changed his appearance, changed his look, be more confident. What did I write down? I wrote down, he had to know more about her than she knew he knew. Mm. Yeah. Right? And, and the important part is, than she knew he knew. So, yeah. so you have to be ahead of it. You have to be a step ahead. Mm-hmm. Right. And which, 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 which takes me back to the point I made last episode where I said, like, in the end, if someone's, someone's out, of, out of your league, there's nothing like, I, w- I would never say, like, oh, yeah, well, if she's out of your league, I, I shouldn't see the way, you shouldn't see the way you are, then that's a problem. <laughs> to me, that sounds crazy. I think if someone's out of your league and you're, and you're chasing them, you have to find ways to improve. Like, how else would you, who else would you try and improve for if not a woman that you want to be with? Yeah. I mean, there's the, the, the other reasons to improve. I'm not, I'm not saying improve <laughs> only for women. So, yeah. So I'm going to take that, that clip bit and go and play with it. Just, yeah. Fine, good for you. <laughs> enjoy your whatever but, with it but, but wait the, the other caveat i'll add here is like also like the things that are immediately within your control i think there's definitely things of that you course can, yeah, i'm not yeah. saying go and borrow money <laughs> to some of the things to improve could just be stop using certain slangs start mm. reading books start watching mm. interesting videos mm. or stop asking stupid questions <laughs> okay, it could be like sure. several yeah. it's all improvement but to get attention, you have to go from, this is, this is our in itself, right? Mm. It is, maybe this is me being conservative, this is my conservative side, but how else are you, when else should you perform as a man than to convince a potential future mate slash partner to choose you based on what you are convinced you can do or you yeah. convinced you are? Yeah. 
Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Because, because a job interview is only a one-time thing. Boom, you got the job. Mm-hmm. Your CV is already there. Your meetings you're going to have with clients is often one-time thing. And if you're already in the job, you already have a chance to get a client. But a woman is an everyday pursuit for somebody who, if you're monogamous, will be in your life forever. Mm. So if people call that the most, most important decision you're going to make in your life, then when else should you up your game? Prayers, prayers, prayers. All right. So one more clip because uh, we're already pushing to the hour mark. Um, I've got a trivia for you, by the way. Before or after the clip? Let me, let me, let me, let me play trivia first. Um, so there's a part in the movie yeah. that when Hitch met, um, what's her name? Sarah. Sarah at the bar. Yes. So for context, Hitch sees Sarah and, and approaching Sarah quickly. But at this point, a man then goes to meet Sarah first. And yeah. to Sarah. So he just waits in the background. Yeah. I'm going to play this for you. Now listen carefully. Hi. I noticed your glass was getting a little low, so I took the liberty of bringing you another apple martini. Thank you. And I couldn't help but notice you look a lot like my next girlfriend. This isn't Hitch, by the way. This is the guy who approached Sarah yeah. before yeah. Hitch. What's your name? They call me Chip. Can't get of course, his name is Chip. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy, they gave him Chip as a character. Like, <laughs> Honestly, if your name is Chip, then they avoid you reduce your chances. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Listen, Chip, I, I understand the courage it takes to walk across a room and try to generate a relationship out of thin air. So don't take the following personal. You have fantastic eyes. <laughs> Thanks. Try to listen. I, this is no reflection on you. I'm just not interested. But thank you for the compliment of coming over. You're welcome. So do you like Cuban food? <laughs> Jeff, seriously, that was not code word. I wish you'd try harder. You always so shut down and afraid that the right man might make you feel like a natural woman? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I'm late, honey. I couldn't get a cab. Uh, how was the meeting? Oh, well, there was a, a beginning of... So pause. So at this point, Hitch comes in to try and save her from this guy. That's yeah. some different transition, but I just have to do that. Middle and an end. Nice to meet you, Chip. You too. Now, on the one hand, it is very difficult for a man to even speak to someone that looks like you. But on the other hand, should that be your problem? So life's kind of hard all around. Well, not if you pay attention. I mean, you're sending all the right signals. No earrings, heels under two inches, your hair is pulled back, you're wearing reading glasses with no book, drinking a great goose martini, which means you had a hell of a week and a beer just wouldn't do it. And if that wasn't clear enough, there's always the fuck off that you have stamped (laughs) on your forehead. Because who's going to believe that there's a man out there that could sit down beside a woman he doesn't know and genuinely be interested in who she is, what she does, without his own agenda? Yeah, I wouldn't even know what that would look like. So what would a guy like that say? Well, he'd say, my name is Alex Hitchens and I'm a consultant. But she wouldn't be interested in that because she'd probably be just counting the seconds until he left. Thinking he was like every other guy. Which life experience has taught her is a virtual certainty. But then he'd ask her name and what she did for a living. And she might blow him off. Or she might say, 
I'm Sarah Milas. I run the gossip column at The Standard. And then he'd ask all these penetrating questions about it because he was sincerely, if atypically, interested. No. No. He'd be interested. But he'd see that there was no way he could possibly make her realize that he was for real. He could be funny and charming and refreshingly original. Wouldn't help. Don't you hate it when that happens? Not really. They'd both probably go on to lead the lives they were headed toward. And my guess is they'd do just fine. It's a pleasure to have met you, Sarah Milas. And then he walks off. And then it walks off. Yeah. Now, why th- this was very interesting for me because I I thought I'm gonna ask Toby this question and I'll see what he says. But what do you think was different between Hitch and Chip and that encounter with Sarah? So Sarah Sarah's a constant dependent variable here. Yeah. The two guys are the independent variables. What is the difference between Chip and Sarah at this and this interaction? What do you think? Chip. Chip and Sarah and Hitch. Sorry, and Chip and Hitch. Yeah, and Hitch. Apologies. Yeah. Um, so I think number one, like Chip wasn't really listening and he kind of like came in with like an agenda in mind of he knows what he wants eventually. Like he's already decided what he wants from this woman, regardless of what he finds out from her. So his whole talking to her was just a way to build up to what he really wanted to get at, which is either come home with me or whatnot. So he wasn't really hearing what she was saying. Um, and I think he, in, in the conversation with, um, her, Chip was the center of the attention. Like he was almost centering himself in the conversation in that way. I guess I'm dipping it too much in that way, but then. No, with, no, no. Yeah. And then with Hitch, obviously like he, he knows what he's doing and, um, he also gauged, I think he, 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 he used a lot of what was going on or what he observed. And then obviously use that to gauge, okay, this kind of woman wants X, Y, Z. And so he came in that indirect approach. Like he was quite indirect to what he was doing, but indirect in a direct kind of way. He wasn't over the top with what he was saying. But again, he could tell that she was kind of like an intellectual person. So I think he went that route. And fun yeah. fact, this, this third person thing where you're both talking about yourselves, but you're then using that otherness fantastic trick i recommend it to everybody out there because i used it quite a bit <laughs> but then i'll shut up here but yeah no i think you're spot on there um i think you're spot on i think you made a very good point i think that scene is can be a master class like it can be a class it can be a degree mm. in pursuit of women also in in it can also be a degree master class for women in how they respond to pursuits yeah well fair enough um because i don't want to slag anybody off we're just slagging guys off so like i I just have to throw that in there because yeah it's not just so much about receiving the right kind of attention it's the only way the only way that conversation worked with pitch was because she responded and if you notice there was a point where he said a lot of things and then paused right what happened after that pause yeah you know exactly it's quite important for me what i took from that i think perhaps, you know, abstracting it higher mm. is that there was nothing he said in those two minutes of conversation that set any expectations of the next five minutes 
Yeah. And for me, that meant that Sarah was immediately was a won, mission. Yeah. Not aware that the conversation was still going on as it was going on. But two, not aware of what could come next. Yeah. Because where is this going was very mysterious. Yeah. And before that, before that trajectory could fall into showing where he was going, showing his plan, he left. Mm-hmm. So it was a sweet spot between making that encounter, in, instead of making a, an Instagram post, he made a story mm. where he put an expiry date on that encounter but put it sh- short enough for you to be keen, but long enough for you to get what it's about. Yeah. And that for me was quite insightful. Yeah. Quite insightful. Quite insightful. And you can see that quite across a lot of um, dating experts kind of say this as well. Um, I, some use the word be interesting or, or, or don't be cliche or whatever, but the fact that you could just follow up that train, as you said anyway, mm-hmm. in third person, in figuring it out, in asking for a name without asking for a name. Yeah, exactly. That exactly. takes years of practice, 100%. Yeah. 100%. No. 100%. And of course, Absolutely. like, and, and they went, yeah, go on, go on. No, no, finish, finish your thought. Finish your thought, sorry. No, I was going to say, of course, and they go on the first date, right? And just let me say, that first date was spectacular. Yeah. That even I will fall for Hitch. Because man took her to a place she's never been to. She went jet skiing. They went to a place she's never been to. She found her ancestral roots in the museum, whatever that place was called. Yeah. And she went through emotions of laughter, tears, joy, shock. There's a lot. There's Everything in one date. There's a lot. It hit all the right emotional frontal lobe spots yeah. in the brain. Yeah, yeah. But he also didn't even think it would go the way it did because the eventual reaction she had to... Well, it was only the ending that the ending, not go to the yeah, way he saw. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. The, story, the story that the name she saw in the museum brought, brought, yeah. brought, brought tears for her. Yeah. But, man, that entire build-up. S- Sunday, 7 a.m. <laughs> you it was, know. It was her fault, though. Like, he, he picked other days and... No, you know, that was a good... Because yeah. again, he, he, that was him showing I'm not like the others. That yeah. was him being different. That was him testing her commitment. Because again, if you go back to Chaldinish Principles of Persuasion, which was a book published in 1989, about the principle called commitment. People can commit to small steps of action. They like it to commit to bigger steps. Yeah. And what, what he did there was getting her to come out of her house at 7 a.m., She's already told her brain already that, okay, this guy is somebody that is important. Yeah. Because you've already broken a pattern in your life or something. Mm. So, what's, so what is one more coffee date in, on a Friday evening? Yeah. 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 Um, I, th- I think what I liked about the whole thing and um, it's also obviously the whole adventure of it all like even again obviously he didn't collect our number that day although some of this might feel a bit far-fetched in terms of the movie thing or whatever but i've realized in my life and in if you pay attention well enough you will catch where in the moment you can do some things that are actually very simple but when you're retelling the story 
or again watching a movie about those little things it actually seems like a very massive thing but the trick is that if you catch it if you catch it enough in the right moment you catch it when it's small you do it but when it then happens it's just big i'm making a very vague statement but i'm just saying that you know someone mentions to you and you find out when someone's birthday is and in that moment every time everybody talks about birthdays maybe for people in that moment it's just a conversation of dates but then you take the extra step in that moment when the person tells you you bring out your phone and they're like what are you doing you're like when you're adding it to your calendar right subtle things like that depending on who you're doing it with and if they even find you attractive or not it plants certain kinds of seeds and then you do certain things later on that can build up to that like it's just i'm just the point i'm trying to make here is that i don't feel and i'm realizing in my life that um you don't need to always go big like in the way every like some things that look big to other people are very small when you then look at like how is it that they yeah, were yeah that's a good point and it goes back to the point we made in one i can't remember what the episode it was but we said that a lot of romantic gestures we've had as, as africans have been i've just been taught like mm. our, our creativity is so low because we just go with these <laughs> yeah, systematic true, gestures that should be done right and that yeah. means that if, and that means that even our gesture recipients don't know much to work with than yeah. the standard ones yeah um but again i don't, I don't know what the market is like these days for a 21 <laughs> year old for a 25 year old we're, we're living different times now because i even i can't even fathom what it is like dating at 18 yeah, the things that they do. that they kind of think about, I can't even fathom it. There's too much access now, bro. Like, like that time you have to you. My people had phone. Even if you got the phone, you're texting. It's, there's that, but also <laughs> like I don't even know what they think about, and I, I don't know, I don't know what hitting up on a woman is like for anything year old. I can't imagine it. I don't think it's the same way it was for us. Perhaps maybe it is. I don't this know. is where movies maybe, need maybe to be I'll... helpful. Are, are there new enough movies that really explore some of these? Like, because we can we can go back and find what it was like for. A twelve-year-old in yeah, but like, a, a, a movie reference is the best way to get these things. Um, sometimes they, they they capture a bit of of the zeitgeist in a kind of way, like no, not 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 like over the top movies and all of that. But imagine watching High School Musical. High School Musical was about again, yes, there's over the top singing and whatnot, but the elements of the high school thing that we see repeated enough across different kinds of genres of movies that you can have a perception of what being in high yeah. school is like in. 2000s or early 2000s and so i'm wondering like now i'm um, like hey, everybody hits chris showed you a bit about a sec you get so i'm just wondering like yeah i guess but honestly they, I, yeah yeah i, no, I, I guess I, I guess shows like blackish um shows like blackish a couple of other recent ones that try to center on like you know life as a sort of kind of generation but i think sometimes they focus so much on the technological differences like oh in my days i could do x y and z and now the kids yeah. are doing this. And so, I, I don't think we have many 18-year-olds on the podcast from our data. It's mostly from 23 to about 35 that listen to this podcast. Yeah. So I guess I can say wish them all the best for the 18-year-olds. Because um, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> normally I'll crack my brain to think about it. But yeah, since all of you lovely people listening are probably not 18. Couldn't it um, be? Yeah. Thanks for saving me the... The whatever. What if, what if the reason maybe because we're not appealing enough to that group, so that's why they're not in the listening audience. Yeah, I don't really. think we should be appealing to that group. No, I don't yeah. think that group of fans so, so, is appealing. Yeah, I no, don't so, think so, if I was 18, I probably wouldn't listen to this podcast. Would I? Maybe if if I did, maybe maybe because this podcast is not it's not the 
I don't want to, I don't, I don't advertise myself in a way, but. Yeah, I get what you mean. What I consume now in my life, right? If I consume this, I, what I consume now in my life, I've, I've, I found them boring at 18. Yeah. Found them ridiculously boring. Yeah. Like ridiculously boring. I can imagine me sitting now watching something now. I'm 18 year old self coming like, what's this guy watching? <laughs> Ugh. This guy, this guy's annoying me watching all this rubbish. <laughs> rubbish talks. Like, imagine me sitting down to watch someone speak, people speak about uh, content, about life, or about whatever it is for two hours, and, I, and I'm enjoying it. But when I was 18, I'm like, there's no way I could have enjoyed that shit. It's not yeah, possible. Yeah. So when I say that, I'm not saying that out of humility or pride. I'm just saying, like, pride, the natural yeah. order of things is I doubt an 18-year-old will be listening to this. I mean, I know we did have some 18-year-olds listening at some point, mm. but this is when... We were just starting. Yeah. So I, I actually, I'll check the data point. But if you're 18, actually, let us know if you're 18. <laughs> In the comments. Or 19. Um, I'm, sure, and, and I'm sure you're like, hell no. I'm, I'm, I'm after I'm what you said. You've already judged me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. But let's, let's end with this um, out of league conversation in terms of the ending part of the movie. When Hitch told Sarah and her friend Casey at the end, and he said that. He made a point that a guy can't just walk up to a woman and says that he likes them. So the guy needs a plan. Mm. And the guy needs to trick, you know, and hit his job is to trick women to get out of their own way. Yeah. Like great guys can have a chance. Yeah. And that struck me because the first part of it where he said a guy can't just walk up to a woman and say he likes her. He needs a plan. It's semi-true. Because in the end, it shows how much of a dance this wooing thing is. Mm. Right? Because except a guy is ridiculously fit and like cream de la creme. Right? And he comes and says, oh, I like you. Those cases might work. But for mm. the average Joes like myself, it's hard to Think of a life where I could have gone to go meet a woman and said, oh, I like you. From day one, <laughs> without any kind of dance game. By dance, by dance, I don't mean that you dance. Of course, you guys know that. I'm not going to say that in case they're 18-year-olds listening. Jokes, 18-year-olds, I'm not targeting you. I'm wow. just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, it's a lie, guys. I'm just jealous. I wish I was 18 again. That's, that's, that's just the thing. Okay. Um, Carry on. But... There has, just to be th- there has to be this dance. There has to be this foreplay of words or, or experiences or of requests. Mm. There has to be this showmanship in some way. Right? Yeah. Because we, we, we can't just come up and, and be abrasively and be abrasive about how we feel, even though we feel that by the first meeting. Mm. So we've got a plan. And that plan, something comes, comes about in his case, with making doing research on the woman, you know, find out what she's like. Some yeah. people take her too far by taking her into stalking mode, mm-hmm. perhaps. But what do you think about that? Oh, I do, I do it, bro. Or like about the thing, or about what you just said. Before I out myself, I already did sort of. What you, you make a plan? Yeah, why'd you plug your charger back in? Because my battery's dead. Ah, jeez. Anyways, so far to the last end of this. Um, so what I think or what I think about it I think I, I make a plan or I do my research pretty much as much as is 
I call it well it's, it's called open search intelligence. So if you know the person's first name or last name, you just pop it into Google. Is that like, a phrase that exists in the tech world? Or you just no no no, no 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 it exists. Open search intelligence. It's called OSINT. I was gonna say, dude, what the f- <laughs> <laughs> so it's OSINT. So it's like you, um, yeah, you you just publicly available information about the person. Yeah yeah I get well. what you mean. Yeah exactly. Everyone yeah, does so, it. And there's a girl I met when I was um there's a girl I used to I was trying to date at some point. Yeah. And she told me that the first thing she did was, was, was Google my name. Yeah. And then that's when I used to go by Tamiwa back in the day. Okay. So she saw Tamiwa everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. The reason, yeah, it's a, it's a thing. Like you, you can't, It's always helpful to have a plan because it gets you out of your head quite a bit. And But I guess I want to comment on the fact, well, not the fact, on the idea that do we just, is this dance a thing we all have to do? Um, Yeah, it is. And... If we all have to dance or ask this, do this foreplay of words when we meet somebody new, because we can't just come up to them and say, "Oh, I like you." Does that then mean that being being out of one's league is is an interaction between who you currently are, the quality of your dance, and and the current state of the person who you meet? If we're talking about frameworks, that pretty much is it, right? So those are the variables that you have to to work with. Um, to figure out the whole out of league thing. So, like you said, who you are, um, the quality of your dance, and what was the last thing you said? Who the, oh, the yeah, current state, the the current current state of, the, of the person you meet. Yeah. I heard, going I, heard, by, I heard currency, which made it sound a lot more like neater. Like the currency of the other person. Like, what is the other person? No. Like, yeah. It sounds neater, but it's not make sense. I'm not <laughs> going to fall into the, the, the hands of consultants to just use nice words, but yeah. I end up saying nothing. Yeah. Um, but if, but if you look at this, and, and I'm glad you use the word framework because I think that captures it well. I think the out of the out of your league equation is about, and maybe maybe this is our cinematography conclusion. Mm-hmm. It's an interaction between who you currently are. No, 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 who you currently are, and but that but but that means that also means who you can be. Yeah, the potential is still somewhere in there. All right, it's somewhere. Yeah. There. So who you, are, who you currently are and, and who you can be, plus the quality of your dance, mm-hmm. and the quality of the person when you meet them and yeah. using examples from the movie of Hitch if you go to Albert Albert was a guy who was in proximity with his target in the first place yeah but wasn't visible because of his looks or whatever or his status but his potential was there potential yeah. involved obviously who he could be in terms of be more be more assertive when he spoke to his boss in the meeting room mm. perhaps um becoming much more open to going out and doing certain things it's potential and maybe just rising up in the tax world whatever what hitch did for him was improve the quality of his dance right because hitch made him know how to get attention yeah know how to communicate know how to play the long game know how to handle being with a woman of her quality in the public world so his dance game improved because if you don't have the, if you not if you not have that dance quality it wouldn't have gone far far but also all, all that would not have mattered if allegra had not been dumped by a guy who was opposite of albert's if Allegra didn't also like goofy things deep down. 
and if Allegra was not somebody who was also altruistic yeah and sometimes you can have part one and two locked down but the person you meet is not it's not good so you just think that they're, they're the league so it did not work it's, it may not be that it could just be that all of the all, variables all the variables were not matching and yeah. when he said that what he does is trick women into he tricks women into getting out of their own way so that great guys can have a chance what he's saying there is some, some guys have a chance because they've checked box A who they currently are on um, potential and their dance is correct they can get there but women can, can, can get into their own way sometimes because they go by their history of what a mate should be and, and in Allegra's case she did not yeah. but women, women like I would have judged Albert on who uh, ex-boyfriend look like or or that or that kind of um, person yeah and then that way she's getting in her, in her own way yeah <clears throat> all right um nice place to park this um so yeah guys it's been a lovely cinema therapy episode with you we are how we've got oh one more episode to go yes oh wow that's shocking we've got one more so we'll make it a good one guys anyways enjoy the rest of your um evening morning day whenever you've chosen to listen to this and apologies for the buzz you're hearing right now this is very weird because this is very weird pause because you just took what you just did and i I can't explain it in words i'm trying to think about it how did you just jump from it's it's like someone is speaking to somebody about something important and they just go out <laughs> I don't understand like that's you, what he did there but you that's what he did there but if I then continued like you just left the room I just, just left, left the room <laughs> boom yeah because you wrapped up the point you took us home properly now so um the framework works. Okay, fine. Backtrack. The framework. Boom. The, just let the room boom. No, no, no. <laughs> We're not going back. The framework works. No, 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 no. no, no, no I'm not no, going. No, I'm not no, going no, back. No. Why are you being so? Right, like it's done. Yes. It's done. Yes. Great. The, like, the thoughts I had in my head were the framework works. Let's put on a t-shirt and let's go back to all our previous episodes and think of all the different frameworks we've had and actually make a database of Wale and Toby's or the Yellow Pills podcast frameworks for you know different situations. That's kind of like the thought I had in my head. But then I thought about, oh, this guy needs to get to the gym. Um, that, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. I don't. Have I mean, bad. not a t-shirt idea. I know. Just... my I, you Everybody knows you don't like my t-shirts. So um, go go help you. I, actually, yeah, with, uh, I know where I'll do this. Yes. Actually, let me create my list now. The perfect place to do all of these things I have. Um, all right, cool. So the thing I was mentioning is that we have one more episode left. That, that, that was what I think I was thinking about that as well. And that caught me off guard a bit. Um, but yeah, anyways. Um see you guys and i see you guys or hear you guys when we hear you guys wait before you go for the yes. last episode are we gonna do a cinema therapy as well yeah okay cool. why what difference is our last episode going to be like are we not we've not we've stopped doing the thing we do where we do a recap and all of that right so it's actually going to be an actual episode so. yeah yeah so we do that um anyways guys let's let everybody get around um and all of that 
But cheerios. Enjoy the rest of your time in the digital world. Goodbye, everybody. Take it easy and stay out of leagues. Stay out oh, of fine. leagues. Or move okay, up in just, your just league. Just cut that out. Thanks. Yeah, I'll leave it inside, please. <laughs> Let everybody know what's going on. <laughs> Bye, guys. Mother. <laughs>